0: Good morning and welcome to episode 175 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, along with Blake Shankle, Phil Ramsey. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good, Jim. Good morning, guys. It's good to be back. I wasn't here last week. You sure wasn't.
1: What a great show it was.
0: I know it. Y'all, y'all did an excellent
2: job. Well,
1: I did. I didn't really do anything except listen. I want to thank Blake last week for sharing with us uh, the mm-hmm. week of Easter and just kind of just a great word. And uh, I tell you what, it was awesome
2: yeah so we we stepped away for the weekend just to, to do an Easter word and this week we're back into hebrews yeah. and uh so uh dive back into this scripture uh it's gonna be good oh i'm looking forward to it uh listen before we get started uh let's
0: let let me ask you how's your week been
2: um it's been a tough week it's been a tough week my 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 father's been Mm. pretty ill and uh but it's okay it's uh uh we're going to get through this and uh, uh god is faithful and, and i've been just been just leaning upon him as more as I more even read through this this hebrews to you know it just gives me even more faith and, and strength in him and what he provides so uh but uh we're, we're going to get past it we're going to get over mm. this phil
1: i've had an awesome week Good. but i've been praying for you blake and your, your situation yeah we uh Life is hard sometimes. And as a Christian, we've really got to believe what God's word says. Well, a new statistic out how many people die? One out, of, mm, out one. of one. One out of one. So we're all going to die. Mine might be today, it may be 20 years from now. But if we know the Lord, we trust the Lord, and we belong to Him and we're in Christ, we're just like Abraham, we're just passing through, passing through.
2: That that's the one thing that I've been taking out throughout this whole week is, is just just leaning upon God that God's promises and 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 he has just been so faithful just and I tell you the the support around all this as far as um, my father going through this 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 tragic time it's like we we all go through these tragic times and and so the support around it from you guys from just my church members from my family it's been great. Well, and
0: I'll say this, you know, we You know, we talk, you know, we've said this before, but we talk back and forth all the time. And one of the things that I was glad to see, you know, not being glad that your father's in the hospital, but just seeing how sovereign God is through all of this, even as you're sitting in the hospital. Uh, you're handing out tracks and having conversations, spiritual conversations with people and uh and that's huge, man.
2: Oh, it's this it's it's amazing. It like you know, I let you guys know what's going on, kinda of texting, Hey, I see this. Yeah, I've been handing out tracks and watching and actually sharing the gospel with people during this time and so um i don't know what god has has planned for any of this but just to just being ready to to share the gospel give it to them and and give it to anybody at any time it's been a wonderful experience um through that you know that's really lifted my soul through this is to see maybe even somebody come to christ through this yeah
0: well um let's 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 jump back in to hebrews if you guys are okay with that last we left we uh we we wrapped up uh uh, chapter. Well, I do no, know. We were in chapter eleven, but uh, we got through verse ten. Uh, talked a little bit about uh, Abraham, and and uh, this week we're gonna kind of move on and continue on with that story, uh, and uh, and move into his wife Sarah. Uh, verses eleven and twelve. So let's start there. Hebrews chapter eleven, verses eleven and twelve. If you want to read that, Blake, and then if we if we get through that, we can move on and read more. But uh, let's start with
2: those couple of verses. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore there was born even of one man and him as good as dead at that as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number and innumerable as the sand, which is by the seashore.
1: Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the time that we have here to say to you word. We just, uh, it's just a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to do that. And uh, we just pray now that as we open it up and we, uh, we find out more about faith and we, we look at the life of Sarah and what you did through Abraham and her, we definitely are a part of that promise. And we just praise you for that. We praise you for including us, us Gentiles, in, in your plan of redemption. Again, we thank you. And uh, we just pray for our listening audience that they, uh, that they listen to what we talk about. And uh, may you open their ears to truth also. In Jesus' name
0: I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. And so so this first verse is is a point of contention for for a lot of people because people look at this several different ways. And we've been discussing this. Uh, What our listeners have not heard is us discussing this and they'll get to to listen in and eavesdrop as we continue our discussion uh, on this verse. But a couple of different ways this can be looked at. Who is the subject of the of the faith who is the subject of the sentence is it sarah is it sarah and her faith or is it continuing the thought of being abraham in his faith yes (laughs) exactly
2: (laughs) exactly so so i mean what do you guys think well let's go back let's just a quick little history of the the this right god had promised abraham and sarah a child right right how old were they they were yeah. old
0: yeah they okay. were in their and, 90s
2: that's right yeah so they were they were older so uh I, here there's going to be a lot of faith in this i think this so let's get that's what i want to make sure is we understand the, the context of it is is Sarahs she's barren she's been without child they they've been trying to conceive and and now okay now we get into this scripture of 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 where we see who who the subject of this Scripture is, and that's kind of been our discussion here. Is who do you think? Well, I I think the kind of what I've been reading is is that the subject is Abraham. Phil, you think maybe the subject is Sarah, or, or like you said, both? Uh, let's, well, let's discuss
0: it. it. Well, and let's discuss it because you know you can look at translations, and we've we've looked at the NASB, we've looked at the ESV, which both put Sarah at the center of the of the of the discussion. NIV would continue the thought of uh, of. Um, Of Abraham. But if you look at the NLT, now NLT is not a literal translation. The NLT is a more of a devotional type translation. It's not a word for word accurate picture, and it's a good devotional type translation. But this, I believe, gives the best picture of it. It says it was by faith that Sarah together with Abraham was able to have a child, even though they were too old and Sarah was barren. Abraham believed that God would keep his promise. And so, To me, the faith was given to both of them. When you look at that translation, you see what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: I think that's probably what we could agree upon.
0: Right. Yeah. True. And and to really sum it up, if we just keep reading just a
1: little bit, since she considered him, capital H, faithful,
0: who had promised. So – she had faith also yeah and i completely agree Mm -hmm. but i think when when you get to the discussion is it her faith is it abraham's faith i think it's both i think it's both yeah they both had
1: faith right you wouldn't know it if you read the account i don't know if we will or not but when sarah first heard that she would have a child what'd she do she laughed how can she have a kid what was she, 90 years old, something yeah. like that? How many 90-year-old women do you know who've uh, had children? Well, I can't
0: say that I have known
1: one ever. <laughs> so she she, not, she was barren. She's never had any kids, and she was past. Now, women, you can help me. I'm a man, but I know you go through menopause. She done, She's way past even that. She can't have kids. Right. Barren. That's what it says. Yeah, that's the way
0: God wanted it. Right. That's why he wanted it. Listen to what Spurgeon says about her faith. He says, Spurgeon says that this holy woman is enrolled among these saintly ones. Her faith was not all it should have been, but God, God saw that her faith was true faith, and he loved it, and he wrote the record of it. That's stout right there. Yeah. So her faith wasn't all that it should have been, but who's is? But but the faith that she did have was true, genuine faith and God loved that. I'm trying to think of a, a little earthly illustration.
1: Jimmy, you ready? Here we go. Yep. I've got an old car out outside the studio here. It's a it's a nineteen sixty eight whatever. Okay. I'm gonna need you to drive that to Memphis. Okay. And Memphis is about fifty miles from here. Now the gas tank, we don't have any gas in it. But there's a a hole in the gas tank that's about 10 inches. So can you take it to Memphis? No. It won't go. I have faith that it won't go. (laughs) But it's just like her and her body. Mm. You're telling me I'm going to drive a car to Memphis that has no gas and even the gas tank has a, a 10 inch hole in it? That's impossible. Right. And for her to have a kid, it's impossible.
2: But with God, anything can happen. and This is what God's going to do. Going back to the story, I, I like what y'all just said. I, I, going back to the story in Genesis 18 of, of Sarah, it, Phil, you had said it earlier. In verse 12, says, Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have become old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord. Mm, No. No, (laughs) exactly. I mean, this is where I think we see Sarah's faith coming into, you know, and and, and we can read on where the only thing that she has to do is, is exalt God. You know, this is this goes to this is all of God. This is all of what he has done in her life. This is nothing that Abraham or Sarah did. This is all him. She exalts him. She she laughs at it. And God says, I'm still going to be faithful and give you the seed. And then she turns around and exalts him. Mm. Um, what an amazing story of faith. I mean, it is that we see that. And, and and for her to just continue to move down that that step-by-step faith walk with Abraham, uh, you know, having faith in her husband, but also have, ultimately having faith in God. And I didn't want us to miss that point, you know, if, since we're exposing in the Scripture, just, just very quickly, because I, I got hung up on that Scripture as well um, in Hebrews. Where it said, uh, by faith Sarah herself received ability to conceive. I think that's what, what hung us up. What, well, in the, in the Greek, what, what it should have meant, just, just for clarification, if you're writing this down for notes, it means literally means power for the laying down of seed. So the only person that can lay down the seed would have been Abraham. In the Greek, that's what it meant was, was laying down the seed. So that was a male function. By the way, so just just so we we're, we're looking at that. So if we read that scripture, the final phrase would have read, "Since he considered him faithful who had promised." So I, uh, since she, it says, "Since she considered him faithful who had promised," I go I go back to I think the the scripture really refers to Abraham. Um, I think it's a translation issue, but it doesn't matter. I think we both all agree that it is Sarah's faith, but also Abraham's faith as well uh, in this. In this and but then we also talk about proper time, right? You had talked about we. Jimmy was like we were talked earlier. What does this proper time mean? Well, the proper time, the word, the Greek word is kairos, k a i r o s, means a a point of time of a period of time. In in, uh, it means a, a period of opportunity. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So in other words, kairos defines uh, the best time to do something, and in the best time to conceive a child. Is before you're ninety years old and barren. Yes. Check this out. I don't want to get too graphic.
1: Abraham's a hundred. Mm. What you know? If I see a hundred-year-old man, I know what he's not doing. Yeah. And if I see a ninety-year-old woman, I'm, I can take a pretty good guess what she's not going to be doing with her husband, who's a hundred. But he was. He was faithful. He believed God, so there was an action that took place, and it needed two for that to
0: happen. Mm-hmm. See the the picture, the word, the the picture here of this word "kairos," the the proper time. Uh, when when you look at a piece of fruit, it would be ripe, uh, and so that and that's and that's that's what the convey that's the picture that's conveyed as a piece of ripe fruit, but it's past that proper time. You see what I'm saying?
2: Right. It, I think that's that's put there because to adds to the faith. Right. It is mm-hmm. even it, this The story gets even more detailed. Yeah.
0: So she was long past at 90 years old. She was long past the proper time for childbearing. And uh, in fact, she'd never been able to conceive at this point at all. And so God enabled her because of her faith and his promise to Abraham by her association to Abraham. The promise is extended to her. To make him a father of many nations. Well, how can he be a father of many nations if he doesn't bear children? Yeah, and if you know the story,
1: there was a they deviated from the plan that they believed. Ishmael. Yeah, and so briefly, Sarah went to the uh, the what do you call them? The maiden in the yeah. house. Right,
0: right. The caretaker, whatever. Yeah. So
1: uh, they deviated from God's plan. But see, that's where their faith wavered. They went their own route, a fleshly route to try to get to get the promise of of offspring that would be uh, be the result would be many nations knowing knowing God. So there was some wavering in their faith, but they had Ishmael. From a different
0: route. The point that I was uh, that that I'd like to make there, and we all know the story. And if you don't, go back to Genesis what sixteen seventeen and read that. Uh, but but because they went the different route, because their faith wavered. When you do things in your own time and you don't wait on God, you don't you know you do things on your own instead of allowing. God to do it, and you try to get in and take on his job responsibility and his role, It so there's always consequences to that. And so we see later on that, um, that God instructs Abraham to send off Hagar and Ishmael and promise, okay, I'll keep a promise, and I will make Ishmael father of many nations as well. But that's the start of the Muslim movement. And so the consequence is, is we have a whole nother religion because he a a religion that hates the one true God, a religion that hates Christians because their faith wavered. Well, Ishmael
1: is kind of the father of the the Arabs that and they what are they doing? They hate Jews to this day. They hate Jews, but God, God says, he, like you said, He's going to, He's going to bless Ishmael in that area. But who gets the inheritance in the family? It's usually the firstborn. Mm. So Abraham had a a child, wasn't by Sarah, but it was by Hagar. So shouldn't he get, Shouldn't it go through him? And if I'm not mistaken, that's what he wanted, right? But God says, No, you didn't do it my
0: way. It's going to be my way. Yeah, we're going to do it my way. That's right. It's good stuff it is. it is,
2: so we want to keep on going to uh, let's just move on to the verse let's just keep going through this verse. Verse twelve therefore there was born even of one man and him as good as dead at that as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore so let's let's just discuss this for just a second um we're trying to figure out who this one man is as I was as I was studying this uh, Spurgeon seems to think. That this one man could be one of two men. It could be uh, It could be Abraham. uh, Perhaps it's to the reference of him who was as good as dead at the age of ninety nine when the when 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 son was born. Or it could be Isaac who was as good as dead upon the altar when 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 uh, Abraham had, had had took him up there. Abraham, you know, he was the father to many, which was lichen. To the stars in the sand, which is clear hyperbole here by the by the writer. Here we we know you know th- this is just to express uh, or stress the vastness of the population that would come from Abraham's seed or his promise. So I don't know. Uh, that's you know that's kind of my notes here on that and what I what I was thinking of the one man. Uh, you know, really probably would stick with Abraham this way I'm thinking I would I would agree with that I would agree just the way these verses read and mm-hmm. we we can see here the writer clearly goes back to the Old Testament scripture as well here referencing what was told uh to Abraham as the stars of heaven in number and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore so the promise was was a vast nation of those and and again we've we've stressed that Abraham was not able to see any of this, um, so uh, it, it, you know, strengthening his faith. Though I mean, this this shows us the, and and again, this is this is the writer trying to portray to the Jews at the time, right here in Hebrews of of look at look at this faith mm. your you know your your father had here. And you're saying you are you are part of the stars in the sand.
0: Well, that's a good that's a good point. Keeping it in context of where we're at and what we're doing, uh, we can get so deep off into what we're talking about here that we forget the context of what we're doing. And we're, we're still talking. The writer is still talking to these Jewish believers and, and, and trying to point out to them that, hey, look, your faith in Christ which you've already displayed your faith in Christ is enough to keep you. Stop going back to these old practices. Stop going back to to the law. Stop going back uh, because it's your faith. And re- reading this also, just a small rabbit uh, through this
1: promise, nations will be blessed, mm. not just Jews, nations, Gentiles. So if they just simply believed the word in the, in the Old Testament scripture. They should know that salvation is not only for them. It's for everybody for everybody outside the nation. But Anyway, God's going to work through a nation
0: that's going to come from the lineage of Abraham. Mm -hmm. Anyway, small rabbit. But well, look at this. I mean, if we go back and say this again and kind of kind of condense it, God made a promise. He made a promise to Abraham that he would become the father of a great nation. Sarah, she'd always been barren right she's always been barren it wasn't just something that she passed menopause and and she's no longer able to have children or conceive. She's always been barren, never had a child. So she took the, she took it into, she took the matters into her own hands. Hagar comes in the picture. Ishmael's born. And despite this disobedience by, by them, uh, Abraham still believed God was going to keep his promise. God did keep his promise. And, uh, and, and he honored Abraham's faith by giving him Isaac and, and made him a descendant, uh, or made him the father of many nations and many descendants, too many to count. So his faith, listen to this, one man's faith literally changed the entire world mm-hmm. at this point. Ours can too. Yeah. Our faith today that can change and influence people. You see what I'm saying? It, this has application into our lives. So, so if we're faithful and remember that despite whatever, however we fail, however we fall, God's able to do ex- things that are exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we could ever ask for or, or, or even imagine or dream. Praise him. That's
1: right. Let's keep reading, all right? I'm going to read. Uh, I'll just read until I think I need to stop. How about that? You go right well, ahead. Well, this
2: next verse is chock full of great stuff, by the okay. way. Very right. good
1: stuff. Yeah, it is. All these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things, make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Mm. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, he has prepared a city for them.
0: I really well,
2: like that last verse. Oh, that's awesome, I, I, isn't I think, it? Yes, yes. But I,
0: and, and, and and as much as you like the last one, I like the first the one. The first one's yours. really good. Hey, they, I like the ones in between. <laughs> all these died without All these died in faith without receiving the promises. So listen, us three sitting here, everybody listening, and every Christian believer today. Every one of us should have more faith in Abel, mm. Enoch, and Abraham because they lived on the other side of the cross, right? They hadn't received the promise. We live today having received the promise, but they didn't. So we talk about the faith of Elijah and the patriarchs and the prophets, but they lived in, in, in this dim light of the past. And we're in this, when we're in this, this, this full blaze of Calvary. This full blaze of glory, yeah. because we've seen the one who's come.
2: Yes, gosh. Yes, it's good. It's and good. they still died in faith. Well, that's 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 key. So so yes, all these right. We're talking about those of of we're still in in the context of Abraham, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah. Mm-hmm. We're talking about those, and you're right. They died in faith. I mean, look, they went to a land. We got to put you know. They went to the land the the promised land that God had promised them, never seeing the promise fulfilled. And that, and but they died. They went to the grave in faith, right? Mm-hmm. And like you I mean, it's great because we can see on this side of the cross. We have way more uh promises to see now, you know, than, than they ever did. We can see this. We can take hold of this and, and but they still died. In fact, they kept their eyes upon God. They kept their eyes and we're gonna see what they put kept their eyes upon, but um, man, what a I mean, just it just goes to say this is shows how faithful they were to their death. They were faithful.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, part of the promise was definitely offspring that were innumerable, and also there was there was a promise of land. Also, but you think about this: you have Abraham; he didn't didn't possess the land. Isaac didn't, but believed. Jacob didn't, but believed. And it was almost 500 years after Jacob died that Israel began to to possess Canaan. But they believed the promise. So application for us on that, if God says it, it might not happen when we think the Creator ought to do it, but it will happen because when God promises, that's one thing God can't do. He cannot lie.
2: We come to the word but here uh, as a contrast and right after promises. So he's contrasting the the first part of the sentence with the the A part of the sentence with the B part of the sentence. You know, all these died in faith without receiving the promise. But having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance. Say that again. Yeah. But having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance. That's awesome. If
1: you just if you just simply think about. The words, the promise wasn't here, but they had so much, so much faith in what God says that it's an it's a everyday actual reality in their life, though they though they weren't there. They were they believed it and saw it just like they were there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I've never been to heaven, but I tell you what, I can imagine it. I've read about it in the book and I can see myself there. Yeah. And so so could these guys right here. They believed God so much so by faith Hmm. that it was a reality in their life right there. It's like going on vacation. I know Jimmy. He he goes on a cruise about every other week. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when's your next cruise? In December? In December. (laughs) So, but guess what? We're sitting in this studio right now, but can you see yourself? sitting on the side on that boat, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and looking out over the beautiful ocean that God's mm-hmm. created. Even though you're not there, you can see it. Yeah. And so could these guys too. They you you're going on vacation, you believe it, it's been paid for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has been. And so you're there. Mm-hmm. And and so with these guys, they believed it it's been promised mm-hmm. and they're there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good. Hell that is yeah. good.
2: And that distance he's talking about—that's not a—that's not a, a measurable distance. It's right. really time. Yeah, it's the distance of time. So they had patience throughout this. They persevered through this. Did they have hardships? Absolutely. They had to, had hardships. But you see their faith as Paul writes in Romans: faith to faith. Their faith just kept getting bigger and bigger and growing until faith to faith until to death. They had faith to death. So they 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 knew God had promised something bigger and better. And that's what we are today, you know, as aliens in this world is we know God has something bigger and better. That's how I think, you know, this is how I've got through this this tragedy thing with my dad is, is that uh, and and you out there listening, you know, listen, what I I would be so. Wrong to think that nobody has tragedies. Like everybody's going to have hardships in their life. If you don't, Amen. I mean, great, but but you are. But but we need to keep. This is how these guys kept the they kept the thing in focus. You know, we always talk about goals, keeping it in focus. What's in focus? What is what is the object of our faith? Right? And I, you know, the object of their faith was was they they knew God had promised them something bigger and better at the end uh, and, and, and it's not even it's not even that it's bigger and better it's just that it is God you know it's not that we want to be in heaven because of the glory golden roads it's not that we want to be there because of all the mansions it's not any of that it's because God is going to be there His presence Jesus our Savior is going to be there and we're going to worship Him for all of eternity that's my object of faith that's who I just cling to I look to that that time that distant future it might be in, in, in hours I don't know it might be in years I just don't know, but it's there. I know it's promises there, and I think that's what they kept. They they were trudging through this land, this desert, but their eye, their their eyes were never held down. It was always up, looking up, looking forward. And I don't want to use that as a cliche, but that's what we're reading here. Let's keep moving on. Read the rest of that verse, the C part of the verse. All right, was that what you were getting? At? I, I don't know, but I think there's there's some good stuff right here too. And 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 having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth, okay, and having confessed. Right. So they, they confessed this. Not only were they strangers and pilgrims in this world, mm. but but they, they confessed it. The word homo homo, homo logio, Right. Uh, homo legeo. OK. So I'm terrible at Greek. That's I tried. A, Jimmy, that's, that's I, okay. I just didn't go to school like you did. Well, You've got me. Just say it then. What is it? Homo
0: okay it means me what it, it means to confess it means <laughs> to agree with what god is saying so when you confess you're not just saying hey i believe this you're agreeing with the one who said it
2: right so, yeah. so 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 put that right there they they are agreeing with what god said they they confessed it that they were strangers and Exiles in this world, so they're confessing something. They are agreeing with it. Absolutely, I'm a stranger. Absolutely, I'm an exile here, right? And and and, and strangers. The word xenos. Hope I got that right, Jimmy. Xenos. Z x e n o s is the word for stranger and and, and really a foreigner. Um, in the ancient world, the the fate of a stranger was hard. Okay, uh, he he was regarded with hatred. With suspicion and contempt. This is what the reader would have been able to understand is as when he wrote this word xenos or stranger. Uh, Strangeness, check this out, produces mutual tension between natives and foreigners. Mm. Mm. But hospitality overcomes the tension and makes of the alien a friend.
1: Now, break
2: that down. Yeah. So, I mean, let's look at our lives as, well, as believers, believers in Christ. We're called to be, in, we're called to confess that we're strangers and exiles. We need to understand so, that we're just passing through this world. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And the, and the best way to say that is we're sojourners. We're sojourners exiled from the from our motherland yes. or from our fatherland. Yes. Yes. You see what I'm saying, so right?
2: So, so when we're let's just say we're exiles and we're in this world, and 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 when when hardships come available, when people hate you for what you believe, I mean that's just part of being a stranger. That's what these that's what he's trying to conf, trying to convey to these Jews is is listen. There, there's hardships. There's times you're not a native, so expect expect persecution. Expect them to hate you, but then but then expect. To, to, in order for you to share the gospel, in order for you to get along with these people, be hospitable. Do we need to share the word in hatred? Do we need to just, just run it down somebody's throat? No, we, we're hospitable with the with the natives. We, we need to come and... and, and, and with love. I mean, that's how we share the word of God. That's how we live. We live in love. We don't live in hatred. We don't, that's not what we're called to do as Christians. We're not called to be like the, the, uh, who is it? The Westboro Baptist church, those Mm -hmm. guys that, that, that claim they're Christians and they just, just act foolish. That's not what we're called to be.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, and back to the, to the pilgrims, uh, the pilgrimage, you know, we are foreigners, Right. We're foreigners in the world. That's that's what we're considered. Uh, We have no uh, there's there's no um, uh, fatherland on Earth. So we, we could look at the world as a bridge. The world is a bridge. And the wise man doesn't build a house on the bridge. Yeah. He doesn't build a permanent residence on the bridge. Wise man is just passing over the bridge mm-hmm. to get to the other side, which of course is eternity. So, in regards to the Christian, we're pilgrims of eternity. Yeah,
2: and I, that's that's good that you say that, Jim. Is and, and is going back to the exile word as well. The exile. So there's 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 the stranger as well as the exile. Exile would have implied to the reader at this time. Uh, just it presents a foreigner who has settled down next to or among the native people mm-hmm. right but for a brief time That's right okay so so there's a brief time. So not only are we strangers but we're exiles. we've settled down in this world in America, wherever in this world mm-hmm. as a brief time uh, it's a picture of a, the believer in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. I think we can all agree we're there. Mm-hmm. we're there. these these people were there. A- Abraham was there. Um, it, 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 but it would imply a brief season inside a foreign land, and well, it's we exactly it's right. Brief. You know,
0: Phil mentioned earlier that that, that uh, I'll go vacation a lot, but when we look at that as our as our life, our home is in heaven, right? Our permanent residence, our country, yeah. is in heaven. Yeah. God is there, the Father's there, Christ is there, but we're on vacation in this world for a brief period of time until our until.
2: Eternity comes and it's time for us to to go home. Hey Amen. And Phil, you you always have something to say about this. You you're constantly speaking of this. Of I strangers, some, I think so. Well, so uh, Phil, uh, Phil's
0: favorite word is sojourner. It
2: is. This
0: is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you do. I mean, you, you, well, you know. did, did I tell y'all that I, I don't like
1: politics? <laughs> have I ever told y'all that? No, but I've told you I don't like it.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. You were actually in agreement with politics. The <laughs> let, other day. let me
1: let me get let me get political. Come on. Okay. Christians, you don't have a land. Mm. You don't have a land. Yeah. God heal our land. You don't have a land. That's right. You don't belong here. You are part of a nation, a holy nation whose whose home and land is not on earth. That's right. It's in heaven. So he's not going to heal our land because Christians, we don't have a land. Yeah, I live I live on the street in a house. But I don't belong here. Mm. I'm passing through here. So that's kind of a pet peeve of mine when I when I hear people say, look, they're praying of course, you know, do we do we want America?
0: To be godly. Yeah. yeah, we want that. But it's not going to it, be. If you yeah. read the Bible, you would understand that it's not going to be. But here's the deal. Right. Christians
1: don't have a land. No. What about the Christians in Africa? Mm-hmm. Is that God's land? What about those in in uh, Mississippi? Is that God? No, we, if you're part of the body of Christ, nothing on earth is your land. Mm. So don't, I mean, don't get take this wrong. We don't need God to bless our land. We need we need we need the hearts of men to change. That's exactly right. Yes. So it ain't so so we're not praying for a land, we're praying for a people and if once you believe you're part of a nation and that nation is holy and you're passing through this time on earth and you're headed to the same place Abraham is, a city that's not built with human hands. Mm. So don't get wrapped up. Be a pilgrim, be a stranger, be an exile. Live here, and you think about the the Lord's Prayer, His actual prayer, the priesthood of prayer in John seventeen. God's left it le- left us here for a reason. That's right. He didn't pray to, and He was talking about the disciples. But if you keep reading, He includes all believers. He says, "I'm not praying that God will take you out of this
0: world." But he leave you in this world, but keep you from the evil one. Right. That's right. And so he didn't he didn't pray for us. He prayed for us not to be of the world, but to remain in the world. Yeah. So as as, as Abraham and
1: Isaac and Jason, Jacob, as they're, they're passing through, guess as they're passing through, guess what? God's got a work for them to do and they're going to do it mm-hmm, and, right. and yeah. they're going to believe the promises yeah. of God. Let's move on.
2: Verse 14. For those who say such things, make it clear. That they are seeking a country of their own. Let me read that again. For those who say such things, make it clear that they are seeking a country for their own. Um, you know, the, I think the, I love I, the word "for." And, and Paul uses this a lot. You know, we, in Romans, you know, this he uses this as a as a transition word for, for or,
0: therefore. or therefore. Therefore, yeah. and, and whenever and just a rule of thumb when you're reading the Bible, whenever you see therefore. Ask yourself, what's it there for? <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: And typically, you're going back to the previous verses.
2: That's exactly right. So the writer's going back, and he, he he points out the fact that that this negative confession, right, of being nothing but strangers, exiles, it involves a great positive thought here, right? It, 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 we see in, what does he say? for. Those who say such things make it clear that they're seeking a country of their own. Make it clear. They, they emphasize. They, they emphatically make it clear that this world is not their home. They, they, they absolutely say, look, this is not where I'm going to be. This is not where I'm going to end up. It means to make visible. It means to manifest, to exhibit, passively become visible, making plain. Um, you know, they were seeking a country of their own. Seeking a land, but ultimately they were seeking here it wasn't just the promised land they were seeking. They were seeking the Lord and a life with him. a like Jimmy, you said this earlier, a fatherland. they, they
0: emphatically tell the world that, that that the world's not their their home. It's not that's not where they're going to be. Well let's look at look at this. They desire let's a little
1: application here. Usually we applicate at the end, but let's applicate right now. They desire a better country that is a heavenly one. So asking ourselves, what do we desire? What does our life say? If, if I was to look at my life or Black or Jimmy, is it is the message you get from looking at my life that I desire a, a better home and it's not wrapped up? Am I a sojourner and a pilgrim? In this land, but if you looked at my life, I'm building houses and everything I do. Say I'm gonna stay here a while, or does it say that that I'm looking to to a different place, one not made with hands? And what I want to do is I'm passing through as a sojourner and a pilgrim and an exile the whole time. I'm going to a city. Mm -hmm. Guess what, Blake? I want you to go with me. Yeah, Jimmy, I want you to go with me. Anybody I cross on the sidewalk, I want you to go with me. But but am I building houses on the bridge? No. Does my life, everything about my life, time, talents, money, is it say, look, I'm gonna stay here a while, or does it say, I believe the promise in God, and my time, my talents, my energy, my money is going going to a movement to uh, invest in people, the gospel. Missions, you name it. Yeah, but it's eternal. Yeah,
2: it's eternal. Mm-hmm. What's your life say? Man, that's good. I, I, Cause I, I'm with you. I, my, uh, I look back at when my life has changed and my desires changed. You know, my desire was always was always man focused, self centered focused. And and as a as a Christian, one who's grown in faith day to day in the sanctification process, my desire is ever increasingly to pl- to to please Him. And you can to, thank the Lord for that. I, it's not none of me. I can promise you that. I don't know, because it wasn't one day I woke up and said, nope, I'm going to do that. It's the God has just progressively just worked his, you know, uh, um, faith in me. The, I think the key word here is seeking A country of their own. Listen, uh, I always like the song, No Turning Back, No Turning Back. Uh, I have decided, right? There's no turning back in Abraham and them step here. They're They're not turning back to that old, that motherland. They're going to the fatherland at this point. There is a seeking. Underline that word, seeking a country. Are you desiring, are you seeking a country that's in the distance? You may not can see. It's clearly spelled out here in the Bible. But are you seeking that today? Right. Um, so let's keep moving on. Let's try to finish this section today. And in t D, this is verse 15. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have ha- had an opportunity to return. Let me let me stop there for just a second. Had been thinking of this, okay? To me, that implies that. Look, their their mindset was not mm. upon uh, a different country. Well, so, excuse me, I got to finish that thought. The country from which they went out. So that would have been, let's just say that was the Ur of the Chaldeans. Okay, this was an idolatrous country. They lived there for 70-something years. They, they loved that lifestyle at the time. How easy could it have been for them to retrace their steps and go back to the earth of the Chaldeans? It could have been very simple. It says how indeed they weren't thinking of that, though. If they would have thought that, they would have been back. What was their mindset focused upon? Where were they at, right? But it says here uh, they would have had the opportunity to return. They would have had that opportunity to return, but they didn't. Right. Verse 15 or 16 says, but as it is, which means but but what they did do was this. They desired a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, a heavenly one. So that goes back to that that architect. It goes back to what we've seen here in um uh, uh, verse uh, 10 for for he Abraham was looking for the city which has foundations whose architect and builder is God. It wraps it up. What's that city? It's the heavenly city. It's 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 the end time. It's it's God's city, right? That's that's what they had their focus upon. They could have gone back. Are, are you trying to step back? Are you trying to go back to your era of the Chaldeans today? Are you trying to go back to your old lifestyle? Are you stepping forward with your eye upon God?
1: I think yeah. about as you were speaking. I'm, I'm, I was thinking about when when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, and it was all good. Look, we're not getting whooped no more. They're not gonna beat us. We're getting out of here. And guess what? Moses, God used Moses and Moses and they went out. And but then, then it wasn't long. Yeah, and then uh man, I'm getting tired of eating Bread. Bread every day. I'm tired of this manna. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean look I want some meat. Yeah, I need something else, God. Yeah, you delivered us and yeah, I see the fire by night and the smoke by the cloud by day. Yeah, I see that. But, man, I'm wanting something else. Yeah. yeah. And they just want to go back to slavery mm-hmm. where they could get a a piece of lamb every once in a while. You get that backstrap, too. <laughs> How ridiculous is that sound. sound? They wanted to go back to slavery. You can't do that. So I think, just like Blake said, What's your eyes on? Yeah, it might not be easy. It might not be every meal like you want it, but you got to trust the promises of God and know what the future holds. Mm -hmm. That's what faith
0: is. Mm -hmm. Faith is believing in what God had said mainly about what's to come. That's faith. So wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he Prepared for them a city.
2: Look at what he's not ashamed of, though. By the way, oh, look, that's at the, good. look at the look at the Let's let's look at this. There's two things he's not ashamed of here. Well, first of all, is is God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for the city for them. Where does it start? Does it start with man, or does it start with God? Yeah. No, He is not ashamed of them. Why? Because He has prepared a city for them. It's God. Yeah. That's it. He says, I'm not ashamed of you because I prepared the city for you. Right. And then what does he say? That pri- prior to that is, is, God is not ashamed of them because they desired that city. I made you a city. I did it. And you desire it. Mm. And that desire, that, 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 that would, it was, uh, the word was orgame origami, actually. And, and, it, it, and, it, and it pictured a, a runner lunging for the finish line. What a picture that is. Are we lunging for that finish line? But, but God is not ashamed of you. Oh, my goodness. Right, here, here
1: it is. You ready? Listen, Blake, Jimmy and Phil. God is not ashamed to be called. God is not ashamed to be called our God. Mm. He says that about us also because we are like these. We have faith. And because of that, God is not ashamed and he has prepared a city for us. Who is us? Question. Do you have faith? Mm -hmm. Do you believe in the one that we're talking about? If you do, you're us. Yeah, it's all about faith.
0: Well, let's let's wrap this up by me. But but let me explain this. Um, Y'all know almost every year. And multiple times a year, I'll go to another, another country, right? I'll go uh, teaching and training pastors and, and, and sharing the gospel. Um, whenever you leave this country, whenever you leave and you go into another country, they, they, they require three things, right? You've got to prove your citizenship, so you need a passport, which you need a birth certificate to get, right? So, a birth certificate, you got to have a visa, uh, depending on where you're going, you got to have a visa from the country receiving you, and you got to have a clean criminal record. Right. When you travel to another country. And so soon we're going to leave this world. We're going to leave this world of sin. All right. This world of of despair and depression. And we're we're hoping that we're going to enter a new city in the glories of heaven right and so we hope to stand uh, forever accepted into this new city into this new Jerusalem and so here's the basis of our hope all right this is where i want you to follow me we got to have a birth certificate we got to have a passport right got it go god has given us a a new nature right there's a new man in us created of god in righteousness and holiness right so there's the birth certificate got it we got to have a visa Got to have a visa. So I have to we have to have a right to enter heaven and our right to enter heaven is by the blood of Christ himself because we have been clothed in righteousness. Yes. God says that it must be perfect to be accepted. And in Christ, are we perfect? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's made me perfectly righteous before God. So I got to have a birth certificate. Got it. Got to have a visa. Yep. Got to have a clear record. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Jesus has purged. Yeah, He has purged away all my sin by his own precious blood. So we God will never charge Blake, Phil, Jimmy or any believer with any sin that we've ever committed. When we stand before God, he searches the books, looks under our name, looking for sin. He's not going to mm-hmm. find any. No. It's been. The record has been expunged.
2: Telestai. It's finished. Charged it upon his son. Paid we just talked about it last week. He charged it upon his son. Full. Do you have what God requires? He requires birth certificate,
0: visa. I've been born. Yes. And a clean record. Yeah. And my sin has
1: been removed as far as the easiest is from the west. Guess what? I'm headed to a city, babe.
2: And your eyes are <laughs> on that. You're desiring that city. I'm headed to a That's city. That's what we get.
1: And you can too. Yeah. Believe the gospel. This this look. Jesus is the promised one. Yeah. If you're going to inherit what what God has given to Jesus, like Jimmy said, you have to be in Christ. Mm, If you're not in Christ, you don't get the inheritance. And so the only way to get in Christ is by birth. You must be born again that's right and it's by faith in the gospel that that he was god he did wrap himself in flesh he did come and walk a perfect righteous life and he did go to the cross he did pay for sin he was buried for three days but he rose again and because he was raised you will be raised Mm. that's the gospel do you believe
0: it if you believe it obey it well, we we'll go back to the we go back to the text uh, that, that we talked about earlier or the word we talked about earlier. Confess. If you believe, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Hmm. Confess. What does the confess means? It means to agree yeah. with God, agree with him in what he says about sin, about who he is, about who Jesus is, about who you are and about how he feels about yeah. sin. If you agree with him and you confess that. He will yeah. set you. If free. you're if you're living in it, I'm
1: talking it's your lifestyle. I got news for you. You never agreed with God. Yeah. Or you would come out of it. Yeah. I'm this? not saying you're perfect and I'm not look, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm so messed up. We know. As, as Blake would say, you're wretched. Yeah, I'm a wretched I'm yeah, wretched, yeah, but it but because I believe God and mm-hmm. I believe what He what He has done and what He has promised. I believe that, and you've been set free. I've been set free, and oh, the, I obey it. I obey it. That flows out of what I believe. That's right.
2: If I say I believe, but yet I don't obey, then I don't believe. Well, confess is a hard issue as well. Confess. What comes out of the, what flows from the mouth comes from the heart as well. So, so it's more than just a confession. It's more of just, a, yeah, I, I accept Jesus. Well, confession, it's a, it's a, yeah, confession
0: is not a profession. Right. We can profess. Something all
2: day long, yeah. but there's no activity. Mm-hmm. A confession uh, includes activity. Well, we've seen the confession; it was a walk. That's we've right. seen their walk with, with with God in faith, and and so, man, what a what a word! I, a word. I will I will add to that that, that gospel. That is, a, that is a great gospel. But you know, trying to and try to get into that land without three of those, all three of those. Yeah. Listen, God's not I'm gonna not just gonna say, "Ah, you're you're not welcome here." He, oh, no, He's gonna throw you. Into the pit of ale. Well, he, yeah, and he's not gonna—he's
0: not—he's not gonna look at the list and have three check marks. Do you have a birth certificate? Do you have no. a visa? Do you have a clean record? And say, oh, well, you got two of the three, so yeah. so come on in, brother. <laughs> no, no. Well, anyway, enjoyed it today. Uh, I hope you tell a
1: friend about the show. Again, welcome our Jackson audience. You can go to our website, lifesongradio.com, and uh, you can listen to previous episodes. Also, find out a little bit more about the Lifesong Ministry. Uh, that, that we're that God has allowed us to do. Again, we thank you. Tell a friend about the show, Jimmy. And next week, we're going to jump off into Abraham and Isaac. Oh, my goodness. Let's mm, be ready. That's right. Be <laughs> ready. You, you're about to see a picture of something
0: absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. This chapter has been absolutely phenomenal. And I'm looking forward to it. Let's pray and uh, and we'll get out of here for the week. Father. Thank you for your word, Lord, as we study your word each and every week, I am in more awe of you and your perfect plan of redemption and how every piece from the Old Testament and the New Testament fits together perfectly. It's a perfect puzzle. There's no contradictions in your word, Lord, and I thank you for that. I thank you for the perfection that we find in your word every single day time we open and every word that we read, it is absolutely 100% flayed down together exactly as you have wanted it to be. So God, thank you for that. We love you. We thank you for this ministry. We thank you for what you've done through it. I know we don't take it lightly. Uh, the the platform that you've given us and the opportunity that you've given us, Lord, we thank you for it. And we ask you now to bless it. Uh, however, you'd intend to use this program today, Lord, uh, let your will be done. We love you. We give you all the honor, all the praise and all the glory. It's in the most beautiful name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. We'll see you back here again next week, folks, at Lifesong Radio.